Anyway, well, why are you getting it up? Episode yeah, four, Angus Smith. Big guys. Big guys. <laughs> well, obviously, a very we... spooky Halloween podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drawing the lights, mate. Yeah. Getting all the all the curtains down. But I guess for people that don't know you or what you do, could you give us a quick rundown on what you do or, and, you know, what's your profession? Yeah, of course. Um, my name's Angus. Nice. Um, there you go. I run a jewellery company and attire yep. called Cruel. Um, and got a shop in Hunter Street at the moment. That I just oh, It's been open for a year now. And then just sort of building the brand as best I can. It's sort of a fine line between trying to make like a brand that like spreads really far, but also like I have this idea of like the art of handmade jewelry and just like being that old like niche jewel, kind like, of yeah, like yeah. Everyone wants to go like almost the grumpy guy that's like does his job so well he doesn't have to like take. Any. I like that. Yeah, so I like the idea of being that guy and just like being a master of my trade and making jewelry that's like perfect and like people travel to come see and get made but also there's another side of like the brand that's almost like a bit more chasing audiences and like analytics and it's a lot more of a marketing thing of trying to like build personas and shit like that yeah definitely yeah do you get um sorry bro do you get um like inspiration who do you get inspiration from because i know like when i love looking at some of those brands even just in say just in fashion and stuff yeah. and i'm like i know it's quality clothes and stuff yeah. but it's like where you you're paying a certain amount for the brand like 500 dollars yeah. t-shirts compared to just like this t-shirt i got on like 80 bucks yeah. just like plain as yeah is there any brands that you kind of uh brands wise people? i think i know yeah. one is it AIM? Yeah. There's Aimly on Door is this brand that I just found on Instagram when I was probably like 17 maybe and I was just obsessed. It's just like high-end fashion but still like it's sort of very like New York based. No. Like classy clothes but still like streetwear. And just the – I just sort of became obsessed with the idea of like they just put out a pretty low package of clothes. Like I, w- I wouldn't know their numbers on stock but – it's all gone in the night. And there's obviously heaps of sort of high wow. brands that do that shit. But I always thought that they were made, the other ones were a bit like trashier in my eyes. And then yep. AIM just does it so clean. And Is that it? Yeah, it's AIM. Wow. I always get like, I've always wa- worried that like if someone went on AIM's Instagram, and like that's just Angus's Instagram. But it's it used to be a no, lot that's... more like it when I was younger. Yeah. But even like... I could find one of the videos for you. It's like real deep, but it's like just the sort of, it's like this vintage race car, like rally car video. And yeah. It's just got Aimly on door written across the front of it. And I was like, if you looked at my first videos, you'd be like, yeah, that's where he got it from. And then I, I guess I used to use them as a bit of a baseline of like the goal of like what I wanted to be. Right. But now it's sort of evolved a bit more into my own thing, but it was good to use them as a framework for like, sort of the idea of just like marketing for like high-end fashion sort of of just like charging a bit more than irregular yeah like you've obviously got to back it up with quality yeah and all that sort of stuff but just the idea in my head that it was like i valued my work and i 
didn't care about selling less numbers as long as like the people that were buying it were happy to spend a bit more because they appreciated it. I love that. Yeah. Definitely. That appeals to me so much. Even And it kind of... Uh, yeah, it's funny you say that because that's the feel you actually get when you walk in this in the store, right? Mm. Like when you walk in, it's like that feel of, um, you know, there might be like what four pairs of sunnies. Yeah, there's just like you know a couple chains hanging. There's nice uh, jewelry in the glass kind of case and stuff. And then there's, you know, if we were talking about this the other day. Is like a couple of tees, a couple of pairs of pants, a couple of hoodies, and it's just like even I said the other day, I'm like, that's a sick shirt, like. Do you have more? And you're like, oh yeah, I got some. Yeah, I got I got different sizes and stuff. But yeah. I was I was nearly like worried. Like I'm like, is there any more though? <laughs> like, I want to buy one. Yeah, it's a, it's a good game of like trial and error, and it's sort of, yeah, you have to rough it out for a while, like trying to figure it out. It's yeah, business is a very fun game for me. It's like a, the hardest puzzle, but also the most satisfying when you get it right. So, it's always been this like the trial and error of it can just be very expensive so it's like very scary sometimes but yeah i think i'm it's only probably in the past couple months that i've been like i feel like i've sort of gotten to that like idea in other people's heads of like high end but i still think there's a long way to go and a lot of brand building to be done but yeah it's tricky um there's sort of a marketing route you can go upscale wise, which is like appeal to the masses a bit more. And yeah, I've had a few conversations with other people. Like I spoke to the guy that runs Eat Your Water. Right. And switched on guy like, and he's turning over a lot of stuff. And I'm like, he's sort of in, was in my ear a bit like, you could upscale this more and like do a sell high number sort of thing. And it's like a weird, it's like a bit of a crossroads of like, you have to lose your integrity. Not, I don't think he's lost his integrity at all, but he's just made a brand that's like very accessible and like it, the yes. business model of his is like phenomenal. He's like, I heard he's doing he's like all 27 right. Twenty seven. Yeah, like, he's not afraid to tell you his numbers. Either. He's not cocky about it, but like he yeah. says some numbers, and I'm just like, oh. Yeah, oh, one of my shit. mates from golf uh, actually used to work with him while he would practice throughout the day, then pack orders and stuff for him. Yeah, and uh, when I was, because I love business as well, yeah. that's why we obviously get along quite well as well. Um, but yeah, talking to my mate, I'm like, that like, how does business like that go? And he was he was like, mate, he's killing it. He's yeah. doing real well. And he's obviously worked his um, butt off to just get there, you know what yeah. I mean? But that's cool you have someone like that to even just engage in conversation with and just kind of yeah, roll with. I think that's that's been stuff like that's been some of the more like pinch me moments for me. It's like yeah, I hit a bunch of numbers and like all like things on your screen that you look at I'm like oh it's pretty cool but like like money or like followers and all that sort of stuff and it's like it's been good it's been bad and like it just comes and goes no matter what but like the people that I get to like talk to pretty sick and it's like it's been cool that you can just sort of like hit someone up and like yeah like let's talk like that's when I was like oh like this is starting to feel like I've got somewhere that I want to be but yeah with the eat your water thing I guess it was like the idea of like if I change my business model to make more money or I like try stick on a road of like where the designs make me real like satisfied and happy and wholesome 
but I think if if I went down the other route, I'd probably be just become more of like a marketing mm-hmm. manager, not a designer. And I think I just I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I have to get someone else in the role to do it, and I just don't know if I'm. I don't think I can be bothered. Where did the name Cruel come from? Cruel um, rhymes with jewel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always made that yeah. resemblance there. <laughs> it is. I remember. Crazy. I still got my scrapbook at um, at work. I just was writing down a bunch of shit and just like it was an idea of like I wanted something like when you look at it like sorry like each side of it's like symmetrical. Yep. So like a K and an L. Just I just had this idea in my head that if you're gonna have a name, you have to put it on everything, and you need to make something that like you can work with really easily. I just thought like that was like nice symmetry and also I think it probably was a bit of like a King Cruel thing like the artist like yep. I used to be obsessed with him mm-hmm. and yeah, he's an interesting just, artist yeah. yeah he's sick he's so cool um, so it's probably just a few boxes ticked for me and I remember I thought I was going to change it for a while what made you feel that way? I just thought this isn't it almost was that was that because you were thinking in like as you were saying before with your mindset saying like oh there's this idea to go bigger and on a scale were you picturing something too much before it had actually happened is that why you kind of thought did you think like cruel might have been this this seed and as you grew you're like this can't be what i want it to be it can't be like my aim um sort of i don't think i i sort of remember when i was like oh this is serious now Mm -hmm. and that was a bit further down the track and I just thought it happened earlier than I expected it would. So I sort of was under the idea that I'd have a bit more time to like move some stuff around, shuffle some stuff. And then it just sort of caught me off guard. Like I just did a giveaway one night and it just blew. And I was like, shit, this mm. is it. Um, but I guess I didn't, I didn't think very early. I remember like looking up a bunch of stuff to make sure like if it did go big, if I was covered for like no one else using the name, no one else like using the logo and like anything, stuff like that. Yeah. That's, that is, that's good. How do you, how do you do that? Um, <laughs> trademark it, right? Trademark. Yeah. I trademarked it. Get onto it, Kai. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. For you boys. Have it's you, only little stuff like that. that it's probably already trademarked. Have you looked it up? Have you looked, have you got a website? Nah. Oh. True. Have you looked up loveyoursPod.com? Nah. Sure. Do you want me? To, we, we can do it? that. We should. Um, it's all stuff when you ever. Oh yeah, I got it. I got it. If got you're it. ever starting something, just rinse the in- internet for like. I don't know for like my Insta. Yeah. As in, because I had a feeling that I was going to go with my photography. I was going to try and channel and try and get work that way. So I made sure I cleared all that. But never for Love Yours Pod because I kind of don't think that we ever kind like we thought of it going the way it's kind of progressing at the yeah. moment, which we. The whole idea for Blake and I to do this was to have open conversations and get yeah. people we find interesting. That's literally in our description. Curiosity and people we find interesting. Like yeah. That is our whole goal. So I guess as we grow on, because I'm, I'm new to business, I'm not really that into business at all, but these are the things that like you had to go through at a young age because you yeah. were very determined to obviously keep growing and have these big yeah. ideas that... I guess we're going to have to jump hurdles. We might end up with a, a 3755 in the, in the website. What's, what's the Belmont North postcode? 228. 
Oh. True, just throw that yeah. on the end. Throw it on a bus. There's Eight buses out. around here. Everything's yeah. got it on it. No, we're having 2285, comma, mate. <laughs> What's that, Charlie? That's Cardiff Heights. That's Cardiff South. That's yeah. Cardiff South. There you it's go. South of Cardiff. Mate. South of Cardiff. Um, yeah, no, I can't see anything. I mean, you know... Not not what, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had a pretty, a pretty quick good... quick browse. <laughs> <laughs> surf the, surf of the web. It, should we talk about like um, what name we wanted to call it? Yeah, yeah. At the start, we I was obsessed with breaking bread. Nice, I like, like cause, that. Because I'm just like that's what that's what we're doing right yeah, now, breaking yeah. bread. Like that's yeah. and I surely, was um, that's been done. It's no, it's been done. We were about to. <laughs> we bought the stuff. I'm pretty sure we bought the Literally equipment. It's like a religious podcast. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, yeah. there is some <laughs> whack guys running yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Literally, no. There's no, but there's not just one. There's about twenty five. Yeah, I can imagine there's heaps. So we're about to literally um, start the podcast, and everything's based thinking, around it. Everything, everything, and it, True, and then we start going. It's made up. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Like banners. Yeah. Few <laughs> pairs of undies <laughs> and stuff <laughs> like. But uh, it was it was dead set like one of those things where I message I remember messaging you about it and I was just going, mate, we're not like we can't do it now because there's too many people that have it. We we didn't even check kind of thing, mm. and then um, then we went scrolling, scrolling for some more inspiration. And that was even with love yours as well because we didn't really think about love yours at all until we'll kind of in this rut going like we need to find something that still relates to us and breaking bread was relatable because every time we see one another every time we see you we always seem to have a deeper conversation than we yeah. first planned so it's like the idea of breaking bread with people like that is something that's so close to us and then we're like well it's there's a bunch of guys in america talking about steroids and hunting on yeah. breaking yeah. bread over there yeah true. so it's like you can't we just wanted to be so like um, accessible in our own way and love yours kind of came across and then there's all these, these self-helps um, like Linda on the front of a podcast like talking about love and all this so like we're a very neat we're in a market where it's like yeah we need to show what we do and not be sucked into like this it's very easy to just throw us into self-help um, mental well-being which is what we are I guess essentially this is all helpful for mental health and whatnot yeah, but sure. just yeah. conversations yeah like, that's right I think conversations are pretty much what we want to be about and like you said being involved in or having on interesting people that may seriously just be you know my nan imagine just sitting all here the little up. conversations like yeah, that like absolutely. having like yeah. you're having angus and jacko and all the boys that were like oh these guys have cool personalities and stuff and really interesting people and then you have someone that we genuinely just fine or or a businessman i've i've spoken a yeah. little bit about people in my life where i'm like i would seriously love to just record our conversations and ask you questions for an hour and a half or whatever and like i genuinely feel like i wish i come home from uh, golf having these conversations with him and i just come home going i wish more people could hear this yeah and have a little bit of just to give a little bit of insight because why not yeah, like, like why, what's the, the this is so much to get out of this just naturally like having conversations especially you experience like showing everyone your story because you, to some people you're just another store on Hunter Street that people walk by and say I'll probably buy a ring there one day but I want to get back to that as well with that giveaway that you had that kind of changed the momentum and how you were thinking I'm going to assume that you're working out of your room or like out of a workshop, like as an apprentice, maybe. Yeah. So did you start a jewelry apprenticeship? 
Yeah, so I guess the story goes that I like loved art in high school and I was like, obs- I wanted to be a painter. Like I just wanted to be like traveling artist. Like just, I just liked the idea of just creativity and the idea was like, in my head, it was like the one job like the robots can't do. Yeah, like, that's true. That's yeah. so good. They like can't just like, well, they can now. Eh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Not like, yeah. yeah. And I said this idea like, oh, just creativity seems so cool to me. And I sort of got obsessed with it. And to be honest, back then, I don't think I was super creative. Like, and there's the big discussion of like, if you're like born creative, it's like if you're born fast or something. Yeah, like, I was about to ask that. I don't like, I honestly think it was a skill that I grew. And I just, I think people sort of, I think I get a lot of people compliments me on my creativity. So it's cool. And it's like what I wanted, I guess. But I still like have this like self-conscious idea of like not being as creative as I could be. But to get back to the, I um, loved art. I wanted to be an artist and then left school. And I just had this idea I was just going to do like engineering or something. Just like, just something to get into uni. And then I, my friend's dad owned a jewelry shop. And then I knew someone else that had tried an apprenticeship and just quit like after six months. And I was like, oh, I always thought he was so cool for trying to do a jewelry apprenticeship. And then I was like, oh, I can just try. And then (coughs) I sort of tried as a filler at first almost. I was like, oh, I'll just do this for a little bit and see if I like it. And then I thought like at least I could be creative and get paid. And I also get a trade. I'm not paying to go to uni. Like I'm getting paid to get my qualification and I get to be creative. Um, But I guess it started from not feeling like I was allowed to be as creative as I wanted to be in the shop. Um, And the shop was, was this, was the shop, were they doing say wedding rings, engagement rings? They're very straight. They're like proper like old, like family owned business, like traditional engagements, like doing massive, doing like $20,000 jobs. And it's just like, packing a bunch of diamonds in but like i'll like always like respect them for like the opportunity they gave me shout out williams yeah and shout that. out jimmy yeah um so jimmy's the guy who taught me how to make jewelry and he also i feel like he taught me a lot about like how to be like a bit more humble about the stuff you make and i thought that was a good lesson to learn early and then he was very motivating for me like telling me to do my own shit and then i started out at home just started making a few designs i was going to tafe in sydney as well and like got a bit of a chance there to like actually sit down with a few projects that weren't so time restricted and start like making shit for a bit more of a purpose and then i started the instagram in like 2019 and then i did the giveaway like i went away for like a month and then did a giveaway what was the giveaway it that, was like is that the first one that you said yeah, that was the first yeah. one yeah and then i remember like I posted it and then like went to bed and woke up and I was like right on a bit of a run. I was like, oh, this looks pretty good. And then I was at work and my phone had died because it was like buzzing too much. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And it died at like before lunchtime. And then I um, got in the car on the way home, like my phone's charging the car, so I can listen to music. And like my phone came, I remember it was at the lights at Parkway Avenue. And I just like looked and like opened my Instagram. I had like two and a half thousand followers. I was like, oh. Wow, and, the, and what, what would you have started at, say, a few hundred? Yeah, it's probably on like two, three. Yeah, okay, followers. yeah. And then I was like, fuck, like, this is it. And I was like, like, full, like, I remember that moment here as well. It was pretty cool. That is a sick moment to have. Yeah. I think oh, everyone yeah. has that moment where it's like a lot of build up to something and then yeah. once it arrives, there's just this overwhelming, like, yeah. okay, this is, 
this is what I've worked a l- pretty hard for, especially. Yeah. And that's such a smart way to market yourself with a giveaway because on Instagram, it's so easy to share things. Yeah. Oh, all you have to do is share this like, is that how the, sorry, is that how the giveaway went? I just assumed yeah, it was it's something just like, like that. A, I put a bunch of like, like, uh, like a collage, like the album of like five different rings. And I always thought it was, I was very glad that I thought of it early on in my like sort of marketing endeavor because I think it's like still to this day a smart way to do a giveaway it was like I did like a catalog of five different rings I said share your favorite ring like share which one's yeah. your favorite and then I'll like you'll win it and I always thought like I had like five different rings like just clean product shots just getting shared around and I was like five different designs that were all going to like different people and then like it was just like a massive that roll is one. so good and I've seen, I've worked with other people who I've done giveaways with and they wanted to do it a different way. And I was always been like, I haven't tried to do it again since because I'm like, can't just milk that horse forever. And I don't want to be the person doing giveaways all the time. Just everyone just waits for a giveaway. But yeah, if anyone wants to use that idea, I reckon it's like I can't wait to do way. a giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we're getting five shirts done tomorrow and <laughs> four hats are going to be shipped and yeah. not even a pair of socks. I think, yeah, I think the, the crucial part is having a product that sells, like a product yeah. that people like. And obviously you're very confident in your own skill to say like, I, I'm very happy with these five designs. So like there's not a bad design here and one that I'm not happy getting shared around. So yeah, yeah. did you draw up all your designs on purpose or were they sketchbooks or how what made um, you kind of get those designs see that's the thing is that the originals are all pretty like i guess i've been making it for four years now i reckon they're garbage but they're like i guess they're what made me i guess get, they should be yeah, yeah. when you think about it you should be progressing like, and doing your just art. like a car on fire and then my mate ruby hart did a design for me it's just like a dog and then i had like one of just like a beer bottle and i was like all pretty textbook basic stuff. I like that though. It's yeah. like a sta- it's like your staples kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Think 100%. about that as a marketing as well. Yeah. You can there's things just that like, are relatable yeah. kind it's of It's the same like. as like I guess I didn't have a niche then. So it's like those were appealing to the masses a bit and it's like something that like everyone sort of could get their hands on and like everyone likes cars and beers and shit like. Yeah. And then after that sort of got a run up, that was almost like my intro to be like, oh I guess this dude's making silver and grey jewellery. And then that's when I sort of started stepping into like bringing the art side back into it. I've just like, I used to just like, there's heaps of like old like Renaissance paintings that I was sort of like referencing and stuff like that. And I always thought like, it's a cool thing about like, there's a big thing in art about like, there's no new art. Like it's all just like comes from other art. I agree. It's just like, and there's a big, I, I feel like, people have this idea of being like super creative and I think there are insanely creative people, but you're still just like fueled by other art. And I think there's a big, like you got to pay respects to like where you got it all from. And like, I was pretty, I feel like it was a nice place to get it from my old Renaissance painting. Like it feels a bit more like traditional and a bit like less like present day. So it wasn't feel like you're taken from someone else that's alive. That's right. But I feel like you still have to like reference it all and just be like, this is like, so I used to always do that, like post like the paintings. I'm like, this is how like where it sort of came from for me. And yeah, I think, yeah, it's a big thing. Like you, I try and absorb heaps of art. I'm not very good at analyzing it anymore and I don't study it like I used to, but I just like absorb so much art. So I feel like, it's good every now and then just like check yourself and just be like, all right, like where's this all coming from sort of? 
and just not get carried away that like you've just like seen a bunch of shit and forgot about it and then you're just remaking it because like it's in the back of your mind but you don't really remember where it was are you just uh absorbing like the incredible amounts of art from like internet uh instagram different people you follow and stuff because i books yeah books yeah yeah i used to like that whole first run of clothes i did were all from my old art books like it's just like scans and like different like edits on like art photos of just like actual paintings and shit and like yeah just all like greek studies of like columns and shit like i thought it was a pretty like it was a nice place to get it from and like felt like reasonably genuine but i was still just scanning books and then i was putting a spin on it at least but yeah um but yeah i do get a lot from instagram i think it's easier to rinse instagram um for being like not good for you and i don't think it's a great thing for you all the time but i think if it's used reasonably maturely like you can absorb so much art every day and i'd be nothing without instagram wow Um, it's like there's a whole like a massive population of artists now that only make their money off instagram i think like it's been the best thing for, for creatives ever is like being able to like have a whole audience that like would never have been able to reach you if it wasn't for instagram and share these things i do worry that like it changes your attention span for art but like it's very like see something like that sick save it look at it later i like i love my save folders like, i go through it all the time like if ever i'm like trying like i oh, like i should draw some shit today i just like flick through it, like find stuff i like um but i do think maybe people's relationships with art's gotten a bit quicker and a bit less intimate like like paintings used to travel the world and like people would stand up for days to like just look at a painting like back in the 30s and shit like that's so true absolutely but i feel like do you think it would be an interesting see i think about this all the time and sometimes i look at my photography at times because it's been a long journey for that but i am so easily exposed to people's photos that were available before instagram clearly so they can upload photos that took them years to probably create and then i'm just like oh so that's that's a sick photo and then i'm just like, i'll save that and i'll just go back through his work and i'll just save that one and it's just like oh, i'm just gonna go and try and recreate so i just gotta get a good dude there in the light and then i just gotta make sure the time of day it has like all these elements and i keep thinking to myself <laughs> like i go on social media breaks to try and re rethink the way that i should be taking photos or like my own perception on what i think's cool do you think sometimes when you look at instagram for too long on day's ends that you slowly become influenced by the things that you're seeing or what you're surrounded by not in a bad way but because every day there's something different as well so you're obviously taking in so much information and like very very easily every time you look at your phone on lunch on the toilet everything yeah there's always like maybe for you in that feed with those data shares a new ring, new ring, new design on a shirt. And then do you feel like, I guess the challenge would be, where do you think your art would be without social media yeah. and like your own real um, perception without the influence of say other big jewelers? Yeah, it'd be, I, it wouldn't exist mm. if I didn't have Instagram. Yeah. Like it's the whole reason I could make money from my mum's garage. Like mm-hmm. it's because of Instagram. Yeah. Like I'm super grateful for it. I do like 
there's been times I'm like, oh, I wish I didn't have to be on this all the time. And I probably give myself a lot of leeway to be like, oh, it's for business. Like I'm allowed to fucking scroll on this <laughs> for three hours. Um, but I, yeah, there's been times I'm like, I have this idea in my head that like being reasonable, like in the fashion industry and stuff, like you got to keep somewhat up to date and like you want to see what everyone else is making so you're not copying shit or just like don't know. Like there's a lot, there'd be heaps more genuine ways to go about it and you could be a lot more like pure in your work if you yeah. have to like create this like persona on Instagram just to like share to the world. But I just don't think I could have grew at the speed I did without it. But yeah, there's definitely times I'd like a break, but I don't think I can. I wish someone else could run it for me, but I also have like mad control issues about it. Like <laughs> I've had people like step in and try to help me with shit and I was just like, no, nah, I'm not posting that. I'm not posting that shit. That's amazing. Yeah. I was going to say, do you ever feel like, I know as uh, you know, a creative as you boys are, being very creative in certain things it's like do you not find yourself creative at all no i, I yeah, do i feel do. like i've had to like um i i have to work for it a little bit harder i know you boys work for it trust me but i just feel like or or maybe i just don't work as hard in in the job i do you know what i mean no I'm, i think i'm I think interested probably just as much as yeah, you boys. i feel like that's a almost huge part the biggest part yeah. of it it's yeah. just like it's the same as like the difference between someone trying to be good at a job that's like interested in it or not. It's like, yeah. if you don't like it, like you're yeah. just in one ear out the other. But like, if, as long as you're like genuinely intrigued, feel like you know, like you're very intrigued by it and like you're always chasing more, which is like all you need to do. How could that you? Yeah, true. I don't, I don't really, I can't say that you come on here and say that like you're not up to us with creativity. I don't see any other golfers that upload anything close to your content on your Instagram, which is again, like your brand and the person you want to be that, that is all creativity. Yeah. The way that you plan out every post, the way that your colors look at certain times, the way that you make yourself, you expose yourself as a professional. I think I've never seen a golfer like it at all. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I guess what I was thinking more in my head was like, I was trying to uh, envision something for the podcast like merch and i start like getting obsessed with like all right how's it gonna look and what could we put on there like trying it's nearly like trying to uh be creative yeah and then i i sit there and i like do this and do that i'm like that's terrible and then (laughs) scrunch it up i'm like that oh that looks good i love that like wine glass on the side with these words under it and this and then i'm like and then i stuff something up i'm like you know what Kai's better at this than me. <laughs> I'll just give it to you. But I I definitely, uh, with the merch stuff, I definitely want to, when we do get around to doing it, um, it would be so cool to have like a real input in, you know, a few things to, to build out. But all right. So basically the question I was going to ask you is that, is there anything that you're nearly afraid to put not afraid but you don't want to put on like tees on on tees or anything that's or on rings that's like a little bit too out there or on content is there anything that's a bit too crazy for your audience Um, so to speak yeah there's there's i never i never wanted to post anything about me on there like i hated the idea of i think it was just maybe a self-conscious thing of just like i didn't I, I just wanted my 
my my old marketing managers tell me a lot about like and it does work like there's i've seen a lot of other brands do it like the person who's making it becomes the brand sort of thing and that sells a lot of jewelry or like a lot of whatever product you're selling especially when it's someone young and someone like like you like making something everyone's like yeah. it feels better to contribute to like a younger person making something which it is and i think it's a it's like people treat it as a pretty good marketing ploy to be like, hey, like I'm just young doing my thing, like buy my stuff, which it works and it's cool. But I was way too self-conscious to post anything about myself on there. And it maybe it was a bit of a like, bit of like a Banksy idea in my head, like, oh, like faceless, like pretty yeah. cool. Do you know who Banksy is? Yeah. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. Shout out Banksy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever but, you are. <laughs> I guess it started off like that and I was just like, oh, I'll just err on the side of caution. Like, because once it's out, it's out. And I don't like heaps of people like, especially in town, like I feel like everyone, like I've never like lied about it. Not walking around yeah. a paper bag on your head. Yeah. Like, I'm but, not that guy. Um, <laughs> I'm not a jeweler. Don't ask that. Yeah. Like I never wanted to get on there and like talk about me or like talk about my stuff. Um, just because maybe I didn't back that my personality would like sell the jewelry. And then even like the other day, some... I just have an ad running with my fingers in it and someone called me up having dirty I fingers. saw that, dude. What? Like, I'd hate to know what they're going to say if I put my face on <laughs> it. <laughs> Mate, that, that's the internet as well. I yeah. genuinely think I'm starting to get to a position in, uh, I, I don't know, just my life where I'm starting to just be so content that I'm not perfect. And Literally. we're all, every single person you see on the street, even yeah. your idols... Um, the people, yeah, all the people you look up to, everyone is just a grown kid trying to uh, just work their way on this crazy journey. It's nearly like it's not, yeah. they, no one has it figured out. That's yeah, the whole thing. Not. And everyone's got their own insecurities and things. And once you kind of feel that, and it's like, no one's perfect, even though there's people obviously, you know, taking the piss and stuff on Instagram and messaging you and stuff. Even after a couple of those live events, you got people. Straight away. Yeah, straight away just in the DMs and stuff. But it's it is it's kind of comedy to an extent. And if you can uh, I think the more you grow, which you are definitely doing, is um I guess you nearly get to a point of like recognizing like where they're coming from. They may be coming from, you know, just a dark place in their in their life, you know. They might be struggling or you're like, you just don't even know. You wouldn't yeah, know, would you? Yeah. Like, you, don't, you wouldn't know. Like, you, and that's unfortunately the underlying problem with social media. Like, you yes. don't know who's on there and you don't know who you're talking to or at what times. That's like the whole thing with Elon as well. Remember that? That come about? And he, was, oh, yeah. like, he wanted to buy Twitter. And he's like, can you just explain to me or like make sure there's not bots? And I, I don't even know if they could, but they obviously it all went through that way. But even Rogan touches on it as well. He's like, every time he gets on... Twitter, he gets on and gets off. Because yeah. he knows that there's literally just people out there to do... There's probably people hired to make Rogan feel bad. Oh, yeah. And make him say things that he can't... Like, there's comes a time where, especially you two as, like, in a profession like yourselves, where you expose yourself a fair bit when it comes... Like, it, your fingers, you're a jeweler. Yeah. And someone th- had the audacity to say, like, dude, when you get a hand... Yeah, can you get a hand model? Morning, yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Do you have to, like... I feel like you're your you're your brand like your face is your brand absolutely like, do you feel like it's a lot of pressure sometimes no no i i genuinely i was gonna say like not to be um 
arrogant or anything. I was like nearly the opposite when you said, when you were talking yeah. about you, you don't want to be the face of the brand. I'm like, I was thinking about me. I'm like, I, I definitely am the face of the brand. Yeah. Like it's, it's my, my brand yeah. is Blake Windred. It's not, yeah. it's not just Blake Windred, the golfer either. That's why I'm dabbling in this stuff. And, and, uh, I love the, you know, the taking photos on film and stuff. And, I don't know, one day maybe create some nice, uh, you know, pieces of clothing and stuff like that. That would be pretty awesome. But um, yeah, I, I don't feel like there's too much pressure. I think yeah. the pressure may come if you were going out everywhere. Well, what I'm trying to say is like, you know, if I say I was to, I don't go out too much. I'm kind of At a bit, bit boring, yeah. But uh, no, you drink it all anymore. Yeah, I drink. I yeah. drink sometimes, but like I try and make it only on a special occasion yeah. because it just it's just better. Yeah. It's I've I've had I'm going off topic again, but I I genuinely um yeah, have have beers um even the other day for the at the races, I was kind of like I haven't done anything. I mean, I've worked hard, but I I didn't lift a trophy. I didn't have a good finish. I didn't it's no one's birthday. No. And you kind of just get this like little bit of a sluggish feeling for me, to be honest, because it's yeah. like that's just what it's always been. Go and celebrate yeah. after you do something, well, after you earn it. Um, but yeah, getting back to it, it's nearly like I feel like there would be a fair bit of pressure if you were, if I was going out and um, you know mixing with people that may not contribute to my brand personally. I think then I'm starting to hide. Then I would be hiding. A part of myself and yeah. trying to live up to this expectation of this is what i promote on instagram but it's not really me do you know right. that kind yeah, of battle? absolutely yeah definitely and now at the moment i'm just probably just in the last maybe six months i'm just starting to like find my feed of like you know what just document like we've been doing like vlogging just document how you are you don't have to try and act funny or anything just say the most you are who you are. yeah, that's yeah right. just say whatever's on your mind kind of thing um in reason and it's kind of like uh i think i don't know i i genuinely have like a good feeling about it yeah for sure yeah and it's just like there's always going to be people that be like oh they just take the piss out of you and it's going to be funny like I, i've kind of had it even at the pub the other day they're like why are you wearing that that hat that it says gospel choir or anything i'm like bro yeah. <laughs> like you know what i mean i don't, I don't care you no. know what i mean it's kind of like i can and yeah. it's something that i'm affiliated with or something that i associate with oh and yeah and i i just i kind of just like yeah laugh it off now and <laughs> even just in that moment when he said that and he was old fellow just like mucking around yeah. just and he said that i was like i'm not embarrassed at all like i'm yeah. genuinely laughing like it's all good like i don't care and then you kind of go on from there and it just I don't know. Do you feel similar or like how, how are you feeling on the journey of like even just with the camera in hand? I know I, you touch on the anxiety around like getting certain fo- Even remember when we were on Derby Street walking on that pink wall and there was people there. I'm like, oh, jump up there. I want to get a photo. You're like, no, nope. no Not way. No, You're I like, think it was, I, I kind of when like when Angus was saying hiding your face a lot and letting maybe your art speak for itself and letting what... Like I'd much rather see my photos up on anywhere than a selfie of myself like up on a wall. Like I don't wow. really care about what my face does for my photos. I don't really I don't really affiliate myself with 
with, I guess, like putting anything with my face that I feel like I'm not exposing the things that I'm genuinely like curious and my actual hobbies. So when it comes to all my photos, you probably wouldn't even find, there's only photos that people just take randomly when they've got like cameras in their hand. I put them up so people know that I'm someone (laughs) for one, because all my photos are so strange and they're very, like very unique, I guess, not strange, but very unique. Yeah. But also in that, I, I kind of just, I really like the feedback that I get off like critique or someone saying that's a really nice photo. Like when p- other creatives send feedback and say, wow, that's like a really nice photo on that. I, that's what I look for. Like I'm not looking for someone to tell me that my hair looks good and I'm at the beach with four of my mates getting a photo. Like yeah. I'm not about that and I never will be because I'm just generally fully in with my photography and whatnot and like all things like that. But yeah. I guess... Angus, when it came to finding your shop on Hunter Street, yeah, did you scope for a shop of that nature on that street, or did you kind of did you come to a point where you're like, I need to do something a little bit more now since I've got a lot of money coming in, or how does it kind of work that way? Because that kind of felt like it just happened super quickly, like you were working in your like your, your little workshop, and then next thing you know, you've got a shop on Hunter Street, and you've got clothes hanging up, and you've got a so workshop. Good. Yeah. Was there any, what was your thoughts behind finding a spot like that? Because it needs to be, you know, good for exposure. You need people to apply. And yeah. Um, I, I looked around for a bit first. I couldn't afford the shop when I first got the shop. It was a bit of a stab in the dark. I was like, felt like natural progression of like, I'd been working at home. Like I'd left Williams and then was working on my own for like a year and a half. I was already like, well, I don't want to work in this space forever. And then I was like, couldn't afford it, but like looked at it. And I was like, had a bunch of money saved up from when I was working Williams and working for myself. Like that's where I got all my money from because I just had two incomes. And then after that, like the business was so like unstable for a long time that like sometimes I make heaps, sometimes I make nothing. So I was just like, I... I want to be this like official like high end brand. I I can't just be in my mum's like garage forever, and it just seemed like a suitable sort of progression to be like. Even though I can't afford it, like I'm just gonna act like I can and just be like, fuck it, like maybe like it, and almost like convince myself into like another situation where I felt like I sort of wasn't working hard enough for a bit. Like I got comfortable and then. I was like, oh, I just want something a bit harder. And it's interesting because, like, it was really hard for a bit, but then it got easy and now it's, like, I feel like it's gotten easy again. I'm like, I want to do something else now, like, something bigger. But I'm nervous of getting a bit trigger-happy on it and just, like, getting a bit, like, cocky in myself maybe. I think no matter what, like, as you get, like, you start working smarter, not harder, like, and then you just get everything's up and running and then... But yeah, I, sc- I scoped out a bunch of places before I got this one. I had a lease on a place that was so garbage, like ready to sign. I was so supposed to be signing like on the Monday or the Tuesday. I went down to my mate's place down the coast and we went up the snow for one day and I like cut the tendon in my thumb and I like, couldn't like, my thumb was fucked. Like I couldn't like lift it. That's and brutal. they were just like, you know, I couldn't work for six months. I was like, so sad. Oh, wow. it was like four months. Um, 
And then I came home, I was like, I can't get this lease now. Like, I was so upset. Like, it was like, I was so butthurt. Like, this is going to be so shit. Like, I'm never going to get this shot now. And then just hung around. And then as my thumb got better, I, like, found the best spot I could find. It was cheaper rent, better spot, like, next to, like, shops that I affiliate myself with. And just a massive space. And it was, like, all pretty much, like, set up. Like, just had to paint the walls. And... Yeah, I feel it feels like home now. It's what sick. was it? Was an old it's an old like ladies' dress shop called Ruby Rhubarb. Right, it was like all bright red. It was yeah, the setup was crazy. The decor was nuts. Like black chandeliers, like metal. It was everywhere. It was sick. <laughs> Should have kept it the way it was. I would have loved that. And that would have just made one hectic jewelry shop. Yeah, it's pretty tall. Ducking chandeliers and yeah. that's unreal. Um, what I was gonna ask you is that. If everything, you obviously touched on uh, crawl going in a really good direction at the moment. Everything's quite, um, you know, well, in your words, starting to get a little bit easy, like you get a little bit comfortable. But if the next 10 years, I know it's a long time. Yeah. Next five, 10 years go as you planned. Where where would you see yourself? Where do you see yourself? It's funny. I know you think like that a lot. Because you love your goals. I don't think that far. Hey, I think maybe I remember I almost took like a lot of gratefulness and not having to. Because I remember like when I was in my apprenticeship, I thought like, I know where I'm going to be for the next four years. It's like right in this place, going to Sydney once a week. And I hated it so much. And I sort of love now that I'm like, I've got this, I've got one more year on this lease. So I'm going to be here for a year. And then like, I don't know what's going to happen. And it's like, Every time I've tried to plan something too intently, it always goes different. And every time I've just sort of let it up to like, I just like work as hard as I can find comfortable. And then just like things sort of come and go, like it gets good, it gets shit. Like, like not being able to work three months last year, I was like, thought it was over. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to throw in the towel because I won't be able to find anyone. It was always fine. How'd you cut your tendon? Oh God, I don't know. To this day, it was snow and I just like fell over and it's like, could see like a cut in the glove. Oh. And I like got it open and like I was I just thought it was broken and I was like oh fuck I can't pick it up like I was. It's a brutal then, accident. Oh. Like it's such a weird one too because when yeah. you're in the snow you're just waiting for snapped yeah. ankles and all that. Yeah. Not a not a tendon. I honestly don't know how I did it. It was so annoying. And then even yeah I went to like the doctor on the hill, and it's just so funny because like I only ever injure myself on my hands, which is like the one thing I need. And I just like went up to the hill and I was like oh like I'm pretty sure I broke my thumb. And she was like, oh, like, can you pick it up? I was like, no. She's like, oh, it's not, your, it's not your bones, it's your tendon. I was like, oh, that's bad, eh? She's like, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. That's crazy. Um, and she was like, what do you do for work? I was like, jeweler. She's like, oh, no. <laughs> it sucks to be you. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to like what I'm about to say. Yeah. So, <laughs> Was there any, you get any lessons out of that, having to sit on the sidelines um, for however long? Not really. Any, yeah. any positives? <laughs> no. Anything? Yeah, of course. I was so grateful that I didn't get that first shot. I think my, I think that was the biggest. Oh, right. That is, yeah. Yeah. I dodged that bullet so well. Um, And then it just sort of taught me that like, I was probably thought I was bulletproof for a bit there. I remember used to think bad things that happened to me because I was like, I feel like I just like was such a lucky person. I was so grateful for it. And I just kept thinking like, oh, something bad's going to happen to me soon, surely. (laughs) And that's what I sort of think now. It's like, bad stuff's got to happen eventually it's just like you just sort of got to be stoked when it's not happening yeah that's that's exactly what we're touching on kind of in the last episode just with like your mental 
game when yeah. it comes to when bad things do unfold and how well are you prepared to ha- like to have that happen to you so oh yeah that is yeah. true what Still, did you guys say you think you are well prepared for it well i think there was like a craziness about we didn't get any feedback um about the the things i was thinking about because it was a little bit it was a little bit uh maybe left field i was thinking like i always put myself when i hear stories of people you know having an accident or being um paraplegic or anything like that or losing a loved one something real dark like crazy or losing an arm or something i always put myself in that position i'm like what would i do i'm like all right well this is how i would i start trying to plan it out in my head i'm like how would you what would your life look like and what would change yeah and it's not like a negative it's not like i I don't start, you know, walking to the coffee shop, like looking up at the sky. I don't, I don't. Yeah, waiting for lightning to hit. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also, like you said, there is a, there can can be times, like, especially when things are really ripping and that, and you're just, you can just naturally as a human being, just be like, you know what? There's not much that could go wrong right now. And that's probably like you found out. Life can definitely just happen and it will happen. So it just it, humbles you so yeah. many times. It's it's kind of like everything's going really well and it's not, it's nearly like, yeah, just roll with it Yeah. and keep keep being humble through it all. And it's like, you're not bulletproof. There's yeah. like, as humans, we always talk about how fragile we are. It's like, we are so fragile. Yeah. It's That was probably one of the lessons that I just got. I was very anxious after that. I'm just like, I like it injured myself on a green run at not even perished at that one next to it, Smiggins. <laughs> yeah. Like it's only, it's only yeah. green runs. And I was like, I do that much dumb shit all the time. I was like, uh, like I just had this idea that I had to pull my head in. And then I had a bit of like a crisis that I was like, I can't have fun in life anymore. Like I can't do dumb shit. Like I used to love to, like I've got to be smart now and like think about things. And I think, I probably went a bit too hectic on that and like tried to like wrap myself in cotton wool for a bit there. Like didn't even want to go play touch free in the park anymore, but obviously got to grow out of that and like probably just being a bit scared. Yeah. But that all, but, that all comes down to that as well. Yeah. Like you got to rec- like recognize that life's still going to happen. Like yeah. n- you can't, it's like you fell on the snow and it, that was, it, it was going to happen. I, yeah. I think that anyway, you know, like there's always yeah. those little things. It was things always going to happen. That's yeah. right. And it's going to make you realize that, okay, well, I also can't wrap myself in cotton wool for the rest of my life because then I'm yeah. going to live a life that's nowhere near as probably where you are now. Imagine if you didn't take half the chances you did in certain events that yeah. lead you all to this moment where you are and now you've got to shop. And I don't know. I just think it's super interesting that everyone goes through their setbacks and like the, you can travel back to your mind state of, wow, I was... You know, as a jeweler, there's so many things like today I cut my hand, nearly sliced my finger off with a kitchen knife. Yeah. And like things like that for you would be like, maybe not that in particular, but your tendon, but that's such a big deal to you. But you, it's not, you can't stop doing those risky tasks. Yeah. yeah, essentially yeah. just because you're scared of one event that happened. That one event was always going to happen, but it's how you could learn from that and keep going. I'm, I'm very similar when it comes to that kind of stuff because in golf, it's like... I always use the example um, when talking to a few of the boys that play footy. It's like I remember Sione uh, one weekend at playing Knights snapped his finger like dead set compound fracture. It was the most hectic photo. And I think he went in for surgery. Not sure. Anyway, come out, taped it up, played the next weekend. And I was like, in golf, if something like that happened, like like what you do, yeah. Angus, it's like 
you are out for so long. That's like, that's a major injury, you know. And same, like golf, it's like, a, it's just such a, like a fine motor skill kind of, you know, where those little things or those little strains, man, like even just in my um, forearm, I used to have, I don't know, when I would squeeze, it's just like a real random thing. Like when you squeeze your fist, you know, close too hard, I get this shock and it like, it, it was quite scary because in the middle of my golf swing, I would get it. Yeah. It's like the most small, you know, issue in terms of like injuries, but it's still like Ripple impacted. Effect. Yeah, it still impacted my golf swing and things like that. So I know dad's always been very um, conscious growing up, you know, of me like, be careful, mate. Like, you know, once yeah. it was my main thing, it's like, if you're a 16, 17, or if you were a 17 year old, and you were to break a leg at the snow, oh my, that is so And it long. can happen. That's, that's like that's like a six month out of playing, you know, golf, trying to become a professional. Everyone just goes past you, especially at that age. Everyone's like making bigger jumps in yeah. the world uh, of golf for How sure. How do you feel about, I think that's a long time in your life to have that sort of pressure of like protect myself at all costs. Like, yes. Exactly. How long do you feel like you've been this switched on to be like, surely like the drive for success has been there since like early teens. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's nearly like, have you ever like cracked? I've been like, I don't want to fucking do it. No, 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 no. I I genuinely believe like I was born. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say, yeah, I would just say that I was born to, there's a reason why I play golf and at the end of the day, I don't... I've never even seen the snow. I've never done anything... Just to protect yourself for golf. No, no, no. True. Just because of my personality. I'm yeah, like, okay. I don't, I'm not a risk taker like that kind of thing. I Even skate parks when I was younger, I'm like, that's sick. I, I would dead set walk around with a skateboard and pretended I skate. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, same with motorbikes. All the boys are into motorbikes, 12-year-old, yeah, whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, love motos. Yeah, yeah, KTM. <laughs> and then but like i'd Name never drop. ridden a motorbike in my life but i, I would tell all my you know girlfriends as a True. 10 year old that i was a motorbike rider you used to tell a porcupines oh mate still Massive. do every I, now and I again used to be pretty bad for it too yeah but just trying to it's just this young kid trying to <laughs> yeah, be cool trying and trying to fit in and then i'm like once i started to realize i'm like that is not me we're especially this goes deep as well going up like dream world with um all of the families all the gordons and everyone and we're like everyone's going on these crazy rides yeah and i'm like this 12 year old going i'm sitting there in the line going what am i doing i'm not going on this ride <laughs> and they're like then they would i would get hammered for it like as a kid or whatever or even yeah just a kid and i'm like i don't care like you can you can give it to me all you want like i'm not going on it like peer pressure has never and ride. when i look back when it comes to when we talk on peer pressure i've never never been influenced it's crazy it doesn't matter if it's one of my if tiger come up to me and goes mate have you're not having you've only had two beers like get get into it or i I, honestly i genuinely don't care like Mm. it's this crazy thing i think it happened when i was a kid Mm. yeah do you reckon you get done by peer pressure no i I just find like I, i believe in what i'm doing and it's all for a reason so if like a lot of my friends or 
a lot of situations that I've been in require, you know, oh, let's, we're having like a full session right now. Like we're just going to go to the pub. We're going to sit there all, all day. We're just going to do this, do that. We're going to go to this. Like even when I go to festivals, I'll find myself just getting to like eight o'clock and I'll just kind of just, just meander and just not feel it. And when I feel like going home, I'll take myself out of it. If I feel yeah. like not drinking, I'm not going to drink. Do you drink much anymore? No. Not much at all. I'll, I do a little bit and I'll be yeah. a few beers, but I found. Just to be social or to get pissed? Just for social. Yeah, okay. Oh, if I, if I, sorry, if I have a few beers, it's, I'd rather not. But if, if say if there's something coming up and all the boys are getting together, I'll literally have a beer, but I'll drive. I'm not someone that can be easily persuaded to have a big one. Yeah, okay. Can't. I just won't do it. Yeah. I feel like when it, when you grow up with like a, with mental health and how alcohol yeah, can yeah. really affect yeah, you. Sure. And I've seen alcohol, like my alcohol is a pretty big thing in my life just with certain people and yeah. I can't sit here and tell you that alcohol is a good thing because it's not. Like I, I hate it. Yeah. I, I personally don't like alcohol. Like yeah. I, I, there was a time in my life where I was doing it heaps to kind of like shut off with emotions and shut off with a lot of things that were happening in my life. Just going out every single weekend and just doing it. And when you peel yourself back and like notice how much that's not working for you, how it's working against you, it's crazy. And I feel like right now, and in probably the last few years, I've really controlled and everyone respects it as well. That's what oh, people yeah. need to understand. When you say no, it might not be the first one or the second one that people really understand like your no. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, just come for a few beers. No, nah, I'm all right. Oh, you're a pussy. You're a wimp. Just come. F- like we're getting on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you are constant and you believe in yourself when you say, no, I'm not having this or I'm not doing this, then... It's, it just becomes like this guy just honestly doesn't want, like drinking is so baked into our society. It like is, it is yeah. smashed into you, especially when you're young. Like you see older fellas, I guess I had a teacher and he was sober, never, never drank alcohol. And I don't know why that is. He's got yeah. obviously got his own reasons and he's, I don't, I don't know, to be honest with you, I never will. But him being sober, he was like my, that was the teacher in my Oh yeah, yeah. When Footy I said te- the person yeah. that was raising, um, sure yeah. your favorite teacher. Yeah. yeah, and he just didn't drink, and he just was always like alert, always ready. There was always he always had this clear vision, and there was times where I just didn't have a clear vision. I didn't know what was going on in my life. I didn't know where I was going. But if things are simply like you don't have to, you can literally drink water. You can have a Pepsi Max when you're oh, out with yeah. the boys. You can do that. And there's, I guess, I just like to be the person that can inspire other people to do that as well because yeah it's just it's a weird stigma that males males have around other males that that you don't have to have a beer like yeah beer is just full of carbs and it's like literally makes you feel shit the next day i've never heard everyone having 25 beers and wake up going holy fuck i feel good yeah i'm feeling like i just need to go to go for a run you're just laying in bed yes you're stung yeah. So There's definitely think, more uh, negatives. That is, it, it is, that. and there is that really nice feeling, like when you catch up with someone genuinely and you're having a beer, and it's a refreshment, and you're just, and you can, you can strict yourself to that. And I'm not saying that everyone like discipline. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If you can be disciplined, you'll just find yourself feeling great. So I guess that's also another note to people that feel like they're in a rut when it comes to drinking. Or going out every weekend, like if you can just peel yourself back and like really notice how much it's not working for you. Though sometimes, I mean, 
Yeah, just take a break. Take that's a break. good. Yeah. That's a good encouraging message, I think, because it's not everyone. And there's boys out there that we were talking about that can put away some serious beers, and yeah. they love. They just love everything about it. But just like it's like it's the same as anything. It's the same as eating macas and KFC. It's like just be careful where it takes you. If you're yeah. doing it, every, you know, yeah, you can go down day. dark holes yeah. with that kind of stuff. Do you Angus? have anything when it comes to jewelry and like how much it's your passion and it's your livelihood what's the thing that separates that for you when you need to be like you know what i need a, a, a i need a not a distraction but i need to take my mind away from this at the moment i know like it's very easy to think about jewelry all the time in your job and it's your livelihood but for mine it's photography when it comes to a bad day at work or even at surfing do you have something that to take you my go mind to? off yeah. jewelry. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, just off like day to day. Like if you're or having a really bad day. To make myself day. feel better. Yeah. Well, both, oh, I guess. Yeah, jewelry. Yeah. No, well, to make myself feel better, it's jewelry. Like working. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I, there's a lot of studies around like working with your hands with anxiety because like, it probably, I'm a pretty anxious soul. Probably I drink too much. So probably, <laughs> but um, I, there's a lot of studies around like, working with your hands being a very like good thing just to like keep you focused but like your mind can still wonder and it's like it's not like being an office job where like your thoughts are your work almost it's like especially now for me a lot of it's second nature i get to make this thing and it's like almost like this slow satisfying process of like oh it's slowly coming together and it's like this beautifully constructive thing i'm like it's and i know it all now and it's like i know how to do it perfect and i can take as much time as i want with it. i just like sit there listen to my music and I just like sort of get in there and then I'm like, I think it's made me a lot calmer of a person working on something like that, especially in the space I'm in now. It's like this bright room, like all like my friends are in there and it's just like beautiful. Surfing for me is good too. I find a weird thing with surfing is like, there's almost not enough stimulation there for me where it's like, I find myself just in the surf, just like rehearsing conversations with people which i think is like a bit of a root for my anxiety of just like what's my next conversation i have this weird thing in my head like i'll just rehearse how i'm going to answer if someone asks how's the surf was and but like i'll do it a hundred <laughs> different amazing. ways i'll just be like yeah it's good oh, it could have been better it's fun there's a few there's a few like i'm just like every time I'm like i've been doing this for 20 minutes and like no one's gonna ask me i'm not even surfing yeah. with anybody wow. <laughs> i'm like i just always do it and like or if i've got like anything sort of coming up that I know I need to answer for. I'm like, yeah, I spend a lot of time. I've, That's an anxious trait. Yeah. I have a very busy head. Um, it's not, it's not like the worst. I think my anxiety has been sort of funneled into productiveness. And I think I got a lot of goals kicked because I was up thinking about it for, for, for 10 hours. Like, and I was just like scared. And it's like, there hasn't been many times in my life where I was like, Oh, like, like I did it like I've achieved what I want to achieve it was always like yeah you've done some stuff but like you might fuck it up so like keep doing more stuff so you don't <laughs> fuck it up like it's always just been like running from failure rather than like basking in any sort of like achievement I, there hasn't been honestly many times where I've like yeah like I did it like I can think of a couple but the more it got built the more scared I got of losing it so it's like it sounds a lot more traumatic than it probably is. It's not like a real like stressful thing. It's just this very like 
Yeah, it's just going deep. Yeah, it's, it's just like a very like with it all high energy feeling of like oh like you got to like you got to keep it going like you can't and it's probably a self conscious thing of just being like oh people are watching now like yeah and like if you fail like it's like everyone like you don't hear many people like talk about when someone's doing it but like if someone fucks up like have you heard they like, they fucked up it. yeah they like yeah and it's like yeah. almost it's an easier topic to talk about than like. And people are doing good. Yeah. Well, not even doing good, just like getting the shit done, just like kicking their goals. You're like, yeah, I don't know. I think I've always had this weird, like massive, like affiliation with like skills of like anything. And like, I think I'm very lucky where I have a skill that's like super like, like photogenic sort of like, you can film it, people like watching it and all that sort of stuff. But I've always like, there's like house painters or like people that like can build like, houses like all that sort of stuff like everyone's like Got so many own. tradies as well because i think it's like hand skills i'm like oh like they're just as refined as me and their skills probably better but like it's just you can't make a pretty instagram out of it yeah so i just think i like i really like other people's skills too i reckon like any especially hands like handmade stuff i think it's real cool that like i just guess i'm lucky and i feel like i wish other people's skills could be as like personally profitable as mine is yeah because like even like someone like plumbing something like they could do the cleanest joint ever but like it's just hard to like portray to the world that's right it's yeah. like, especially that like it's a yes. function so it like has to work and it's like all right it works and like, i think that's, that's like the bare minimum of like what we expect of like it just working and i'm sure like when it comes to that as well when there's jewelers to probably look at you and go wow he's so refined in what he does that's such a nice part of what he does is that certain thing and that's the same with builders and like when i was a plumber yeah you know a good plumber when you see one or like when they're doing something but as you said like you can just see it a bit of stack or you can see something in a house and you're like yeah that's pretty cool if you're not looking for it but like you go into pubs in town and there's this all this perfectly bent copper that runs all like symmetrical is there ever like renowned trade like that cunt's good at yeah definitely yeah Yeah. and that and that all comes down to a lot of experience as well there's like a lot of old fellas that kick around and don't ask for nothing but all they do is just like they know exactly where things go how things go what the best way the most functional way and it's only if you're in the trade or if you want to be interested in just like anything yeah you're not going to go look at I'm not going to go into jewelry and then just be like, I, I appreciate your rings, but like if you really went into jewelry and you could be like, oh my God, he does this so well compared to other people that might not be able to do it yeah. that well. And same with golf. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like that's such a good thing that you raise, like how refined and like how, how cool that can be in that, it, just in that in general. I don't know. I just love that. Oh, I just think, yeah, just the idea that like, I just want to like, I just wish I had the appreciation for everyone else's skills. Is like, you can sort of achieve with other skills. Like, I'd love to learn about like all the trades. Like, yeah. that's like, I reckon mechanics so sick. Like, I guess it's just like a, a big fascination with metal, but like, it's like this big puzzle and then it has to like turn on and work. And Got like, mine just has to look pretty. Like, mm. it has to look pretty and not fall apart. People's got like moving parts, water running through it, like explosions happening inside it. But it's sort of like you have to fix it. And then like, that's like, you did your job. That's your job. Yeah. Like that's like, you had to do that or else no one, like you could still do a great job. It doesn't work. Everyone's like, you fucked it. Like you didn't do your job. Is that why you have, I see you've got a, uh, like your really refined jewelry, say wedding and 
engagements and then you've got your other like well-made um i don't know i guess what are they called everyday jewelry yeah do you think of your refined jewelry in that the same way you do with your everyday jewelry as well like do you take the same processes into each nah nah i'd probably the like sort of the, the the designs and the brand are a lot more like just sort of these ideas i play with for a bit and then like go through a bit of a range of like all right this is how i was these sort of thoughts I was having, like put them into a range, like try to make it really cohesive and just like stuff that I think is cool. And then like my handmade work of like doing like um, commissions for people, it's like, doesn't matter what I want to make. Like, tell me what you need. Like, tell me your budget. Tell me how I like, how we can figure this out. Like people give me stuff that I don't like the look of at all, but I'm like, it's so much harder to make stuff that you don't know, like you don't like. Cause mm. It's, I've just been making stuff I like for like five years now. But I think, yeah, I I have a pretty big f- appreciation for like jobs that I don't like the look of because mm. I'm like, it was a lot harder to make that. And you're always like less passionate about it in a way. So it's like, it's a different sort of mental game. And it's like a good like transaction with you and the customer, like trying to achieve something. But that's, I guess, that's probably stepping into that like old timey jeweler that I want to be, like, just making jewels, putting around, <laughs> just being like a grumpy old bastard. <laughs> shit. I can be cool. Yeah, that is good. Is there? Um, where did you go earlier in the year? Did you go to Mexico? Mexico, yeah. How was it? That was epic. I've never been there. Either have I. Always wanted to go. Is there a go. tour in golf tour? In There's Mex? a couple of tournaments in Mexico, but. Um, yeah, no, it's not, I've never been Is there. It, do you make many mates on tour? Um, yeah, there's definitely. I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah. And my personality, I yeah, as people guy. probably know, yeah. I can. I talk to myself, to be honest, in the car sometimes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I can definitely talk to people. I love just meeting different people. Yeah, it's not even like I feel like it, I have this idea in my head that golf's a very like because even like talking like on Jackos when the other day, like how they were like had a mad piss up at G land. I was like, it just doesn't feel like that would ever like come about on a golf tour. It seems like everyone's a lot more like defending for themselves. Yeah. I, I mean, it, like I said, I'm just a little bit more, uh, I don't really enjoy doing something like that. I mean, trust me, if I was to have a really good result, yeah. I, I enjoy doing that and I don't have anything the next day. Cause oh, I'm not even so much saying like the piss up side of it. Just yeah. But like, just that culture yeah, of just like going together. Out, like, no, well, there's groups. There's definitely groups because you kind of, there's some tournaments and there's some groups of people that obviously bunk together to cut the cost or else it just gets ridiculous. And you could spend, yeah, I think we touched on that before, but it's like you start spending thousand dollars a week for hire car 1500 for acom then fl- that's without flight so you're already and and caddy as well so then there's another couple grand for caddy then another however it's like it adds up real quick if you're not with someone but i feel like probably the last yeah couple of years i've just tried to invest as much in myself as possible yeah. in terms of like staying on my own i just kind of like that yeah and um yeah i i definitely mixed a little bit with um the last couple of years with a few of the aussie boys and um daniel hillier from um new zealand he's one of he's a, he's a good lad and it's just like just trying to mix with people that are like-minded i don't want to just like 
yeah. Yeah, you just don't want to like link in with some people that are like, you just don't. Do you ever find like you just link in with people and you're like, oh, it's like we just don't think the same. It's like there's something or they just kind of look at you like this guy's batshit crazy. Absolutely. I think it'll be a little bit harder in your world because you're surrounded by people that you verse every single day. Well, not essentially, but you, you're in an individualistic sport, which you are you like and if you start hanging out with people that don't align with you like you have no right to or like you have no need to do that so you won't so it becomes a very soul orientated that's why you've got like the personality that you do because it's been crafted over many hours of being alone yeah and like spending time on yourself and like pretty much refining who you are as a person so i guess it is kind of hard to talk about golf in that way because like jackson's is so much more about that's an individual he needs to do good for brand jackson as well but he has these comrades around him from australia and they all like have this real team nice effect and then when it comes to the cutting edge stuff they all flick the switch and they know that it's go time but as yeah. for you you can be next thing you know you're over on the other side of the world with versing a bunch of people that you've probably never heard of correct and there's no need for you to go out of your way to try and align your views or goals with someone especially when you're just there trying to do your job so that's kind of my take on, I guess, what it is for yeah. you. I think every tour is like there's just different people again. So challenge tour this year, I think for the most part, to be honest, I only played a little bit on the challenge tour in Europe. But while I was playing, it was uh, it was just me, I'm pretty sure. There wasn't any other Aussies, I don't think. Or there was a, maybe a two events where there was a couple more, you know, of <laughs> the Aussie lonely? boys. What's that? Do you ever get lonely? Um, I genuinely, I don't, I don't think so. I, I love being alone, like in a room, like, well, I don't know if I love it or I'm just like accustomed to it. Yes. And I'm like, I just blocked it out of like, well, it doesn't matter if you don't like it. This is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. And this is what I want to succeed in. It's like, it's not, yeah. yeah, it's not like Oh, would I rather be like talking to you boys on the pod? Yeah. Yeah. It is like I would. I would rather do that than sit in a hotel room on my own uh, or just listening to, you know, podcasts or reading books and stuff. I would. I would rather engage in this kind of cool conversation. But yeah, sometimes it's, I always try and think like sometimes it's not what I want in that moment. It's like looking a bigger picture and go yeah it's crazy it's a bit of sacrificing you know i admire that a lot and it's i feel like you're very yeah your motivation levels are pretty crazy to like i don't know if i'd be able to do like i i think maybe it's just a social thing for me yeah like that's fair i like just to have that attitude to like push through that much stuff because i've always thought like i'm a pretty indulgent person and like even when like I feel like I've kicked goals but I'm like still like like to do all the dumb shit that I like to do and like yeah it's just a, it's and it's a personality thing it's also probably something you've grown up with where I wasn't able to grow up with like I grew up with golf being alone a little bit yeah. on, on the course practicing every afternoon like every afternoon on my own or maybe with a couple of the boys but it was very much like even if it was with a couple of the boys, it's like a competitive thing. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to beat this guy. 
you know so it's just it's so it's so different but i don't know i even just when i listen to some i don't know navy seals and some kind of harsh characters i listen to what they had to go through to accomplish what they set out to accomplish which may be hell week or whatever they were going through and i'm like i have it so easy yeah. or listening to people or soldiers or something come back and tell their story of like going to war like getting out in the field with Absolutely. guns and like going like there's a good chance like they're thinking about their kids survival every day and then i just bring myself back and i'm like sitting in this oh sometimes a you know couple of star motel and sometimes a five-star hotel in um south of spain and you're just sitting there going how good is this only thing is you don't have your your uh, missus or your family there every or some of your best mates there every week to enjoy it with you yeah so i feel like and we touch on this in jacko's pod but it's nearly like i've grown to appreciate those little things where you know, if I do well, I want to bring people over. I yeah, want to bring yeah. my parents over. Yeah. I want them to experience what I'm experiencing because I feel like I see this stuff every single week. And there's a good chance if you were to, um, you know, book a not, uh, book a week at, you know, some amazing hotel in Sydney right now, you and Danny, it's like this. Mm. Like amazing. Because, you know, you're... Um, you're living a little bit of a different life i guess yeah, where i look at that i'm like i'm not being ungrateful but it's just like oh another hotel another inside of a ho- like check-in yeah, right, now i gotta get all the bags, muscle memory yeah. 60 kilos <laughs> of equipment to the to the room and then get in the elevator and you're in that wrong it's like there's so many things every single, and it's like wake up you might have got in real late wake up now it's like, all right, eight o'clock, got a practice round. Oh, I'm so hungry. Where's Brecky? No coffee, beauty. Like, it's just like that is an everyday occurrence. And it's kind of, I'm kind of grateful for the team I have around me to, um, I mean, I have uh, Luke Mackey um, from Golf Australia. He's our strength coach, but he's kind of like a well being coach as well. <laughs> I, I dump some serious voice recordings into his phone and um yeah it's just like it's just one of those things you definitely need to have a solid group of people around you via yeah texting or i just think it's like a skill that i'd love to have being able to spend time alone i think it's a skill a lot of people would like to have like just comfortable in your own company i think yeah i probably rely too much on other people's company to keep me sane and the only time i can be on my own is like when i'm like heavily like stimulated by like working or Mm. like surfing but even then i'm surfing i'm still talking to other people in my head to be honest like i probably i probably aspire to be more like what you just said as well because if i'm going to be honest i'm actually listening to podcasts and i'm listening to all these different uh, people talk on a podcast about things that i want to learn about yeah. and want to get better so it's used for good i'm not listening to any real rubbish you know what i mean but at the same time it's like on the drive here i thought about what you said on the pod yesterday talking about just like what's the first thing you do when you get in the car Mm. i went to do it i put my seatbelt on grab my phone i'm like bang i'll put on what episode am i listening to i'm like 
What am I no, doing? What, yeah. This is I'm stuck in the matrix again. Yeah. Like I, I should you consume too much content. Way too much. Way too much. True. Like it's probably but you're under, it's you don't real really peel it back until you think about it. Yeah. I, I'm the same. I have a shocking addiction to just feeling like I need to learn more, but really I'm not taking in ninety percent of what someone's probably saying to me correctly. Yeah, right. So I guess that's just something with nowadays. You just yeah, I. I don't know. I guess my goal... Hard not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess my goal going forward is probably to focus on, um, you know, the main things in my life and then try and excel at those things instead of I start going down these rabbit holes of like, you know, what we were speaking about before had spray on deodorants no good for you and yeah. i need to get roll on and i'm like but what about you know the aluminium putting into your body and all these things <laughs> do you feel like you're a pretty anxious person i don't think so like it was amazing to hear you speak about those anxious mm. thoughts in your head out in the surf because yeah. i was i was serious i was blown away i've never heard it. like i've never thought like that really never I guess everyone was anxious, but no, no, t- no. Coming uh, to terms with people not being anxious, I'm like a bit, just like I just would like to know what it's like. No, no, uh, trust me, I I have anxious thoughts. Yeah. I think every golfer has those Surely. because it's it's I nearly it's like such a high stress game. Surely oh, you'd it's have to be such peaking. a high. You know what? I may actually have those every day. I'm just yeah. not as aware as you, to be honest. Like that's how I think. Yeah. I genuinely may, and I just go, yeah, that's normal. Like yeah. it's just. I even in certain circumstances, I would say, especially, I'm definitely more nervous on a golf course when I'm not hitting it well, yeah. and you don't feel as comfortable. You're like, oh no, I'm yeah. not in control of a few things, you know. Because it's a very mental game. Yeah, it definitely is. There's a lot of uh, thinking, but ultimately, do you feel like you just try to let your body take over? Yeah, ultimately what I'm working on at the, mo- at the moment is practicing and trying to keep the exact same intensity in practice as I would at the Australian Open. And then all of a sudden, you will feel, you'll feel different emotions. You'll feel different emotions in different circumstances. So the emotions I felt today playing a cash game at Charlestown with a few of the boys is definitely going to be different to the back nine at Augusta, the US Masters one day. But that's okay. That's completely fine because it's it's a normal normal thing. But what the one thing that can't change is the intent that you go into with your routine and how everything, bang, bang, bang. All right, look at the target, look back here, like commitment, bang. It's everything else going on in your head is like, Brains are crazy, right? Yeah, 100%. I think we're we're all starting to learn <laughs> how uh, how nuts we probably all are a little bit <laughs> to it, to know, a degree, to a degree, yeah. But it's just kind of like, yeah, it's definitely, I don't know, man. To be honest, like I don't have it worked out at all, but I feel like I'm starting to, um, yeah, get a little bit of a hold on it. Yeah, um, I tell you what, though probably 12 months ago now well i'm going to play the same tournament that i won last year big, big pga yeah. yeah and that feeling of when Rainy all camp. the yeah yeah when it's all the camp. when all the cameras are on you yeah oh, 
it, like is it is the, the best. It's probably one of the best feelings I've ever had what, when, when you lift the trophy. No, oh yeah, yeah. That that was that was a satisfying feeling, but I would say probably that whole back nine or the last couple of holes for sure um, when the cameras were on me and there's people there to witness what What's shot, going on. What shot mm. you're about to hit is like a crazy performance. Yeah. Like I, business. it's nearly like as a kid, I've spoke about this is showing off in front of people yeah. and you, you do and you just think you're killing it. Yeah. But it's like, this is like you, you're doing good. Mm in this position if you're if you're leading and stuff but i guess when you are at that position getting back to your point is like it's about nearly calming your mind and being like so in the moment that you're just like you're not even thinking about what's going to happen next which is one of the hardest things because you're always trying to how do i get further and further ahead it's like just just drink some water Mm -hmm. just be here and just fuck being like it's, it is one of the hardest things yeah, like being that patience it, yeah. it feels like you i think why it's so hard is because it feels like you're losing control when you're yeah. just not thinking mm. feels like everyone's going past you but in actual fact everyone's if you're actually moment. doing the work in the moment then you're probably doing uh better than most but it's just man it's just i, I don't i genuinely don't know if i'll ever have it figured out yeah, was that golfers. would that be one of the keys to golf of like the yes. mental game? Yeah, it is. But obviously, it's a combination of things. There's definitely things, you know, technique wise that need to be at a certain level, or else yeah. obviously you're yeah. not gonna. It doesn't matter how good mentally you are if you don't have a tech uh, a solid base of yeah. uh, technical work, then you won't be able to pull off the shots. But yeah, I feel like in professional golf, everyone gets to a certain level. And, and then who's calmest pretty much True. and who can just like rein it in and go like yeah under the lights just perform week in week out but no it's been it's i've been very lucky i feel yeah, like crazy. you consistently pushed out of your comfort zone every single week even when you're younger like doing press conferences and stuff you're like they're like oh you're going to do a press i remember in china they're like oh you're going to do a um a presser we've got a presser at 10 a.m like presser what's that <laughs> like what do you mean a presser and he goes press conference i'm like oh that's sick i love talking yeah that would be cool <laughs> and i get in there and i'm like there's like a wall of journalists i'm there going oh no <laughs> and i love having my golf hat on they're like um, can you take your hat off i'm like do i have to yeah. Like I'm there already going, what am I going to talk about? How am I going to answer? I don't mm. want to be, I always have this thing in my head. It's probably why I speak so much like I'm doing right now is like, <laughs> I don't want to be cliche. Yeah. I want to like show them my personality. I don't want to sit there and be like, hit it really good off the seventh and it felt good, left the club well. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be there going, look, I'm just, I'm just here to, uh, you know, hit fairways and greens and, mm. uh, you know, if I do that, I think I'll be in a good position come the the weekend. Like, I just don't... It doesn't no. feel natural to me. And I've had to actually rein it in a little bit because sometimes Getting I give... too flamboyant with it. Yeah, I just give them a little bit too much. They're like, Blake, why you... You don't... They don't care. No. Like, who cares? Like, stop giving them so much. Stop talking after... Answer the question and that's it. And I'm there going... 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that burger last night on Netflix at the moment. It's so... The it's, potty. <laughs> yeah, the po- yeah, exactly. Yeah, start talking about the potty. And then my sandals. How good's the weather? <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Anyway, that's an insight to... Um, <laughs> Can we end it there? <laughs> no, but honestly, no, all the best with um, yeah. all your plans. I know they're not obviously plans too far ahead, but I'm sure yeah. you've got a lot of ideas and things in the making and we can't wait to follow it and cool. be a part of it yeah. yeah definitely yeah i remember we spoke about this podcast a good year or two now yes we a long time in the making yeah so i was proud to see you boys come to fruition and get it out after many yarns yeah. Oh, yeah. it. yeah well i wish you good fortune with it thank you very Hopefully much we appreciate it so much run.